spoiler alert, your dog does not have to work for every single piece of food in their life. I know, shock horror. Parenting your much-loved dog is a relationship like no other. Our dogs are individuals and there is no one-size-fits-all when it comes to training. Hi, I'm Dr Holly Tett, professional dog trainer and clinical psychologist, and each week on Letters from Your Dog, we'll look at understanding specific dog training questions and struggles from your dog's point of view. Thanks for being here. Let's get to the episode. Hi there, and welcome back to Letters from Your Dog. I'm really excited to record this podcast this morning. It's a gorgeous day, puts everyone in a good mood, I think. And this is a topic that has been on my mind for a little while to do an episode on. So I'm someone that will just be walking along and something will pop into my brain. So I have a like a notes uh, section on my phone where I put potential episodes down there. So this is one that's been there for a little while, waiting, ready to go. And what we're going to be talking about today is that in my opinion your dog doesn't have to and shouldn't have to work for every single piece of their food or every single interaction with a toy. Now in recent years there's been a real sort of push towards using our dog's daily food allowance in their training. So whether you feed raw food, whether you feed kibble, whether you feed wet food, whether you make your own food, rather than just giving it to them in a bowl twice a day or three times a day, actually using that allowance in your training, so in specific training sessions, but also just for rewarding really great choices throughout the day. So classic example something we call calmness catcher at paws up dogs is when you see your dog go and chill out and lie down on their own just going up and putting a little bit of their food in front of them just to reward that really great choice basically Um, and that's fantastic and there's lots of reasons why I really love using your dog's daily food allowance for training and for rewarding those great choices but I think there are some ways that this can go wrong and there are some ways that I've seen this go wrong. So I wanted to first touch on what I love about it, then what's maybe not so good and then kind of put forward what I think is the best compromise or the best solution in this case. Okay, so reasons why I love using your dog's daily food allowance um, for other reasons than just putting it in a bowl is it's a bit more interesting for your dog so although a lot of dogs love their food and will annihilate it in two seconds flat that for me isn't the best thing so I'm actually guilty of this I eat really quickly usually because I'm always on the go and sometimes when I actually take the time to sit down and really savour a meal I'm like oh that was really nice that was a much nicer experience so For me, for one of my dogs that would eat his food in two seconds flat, I think I'd rather give him a better experience of having it tossed in the air or having it hidden for him to find and use his nose and stuff like that. So making it a more enriching experience for him. So that's one of the reasons why he doesn't eat out of a bowl, because he would destroy it in two seconds flat. And it just makes it a better experience for him not to have that bowl there in his life. It also gives you more rewards to work with. So this is especially important if you're doing A, lots of training. B, if you're doing lots of um, kind of training outside of training, as I call it. So like I spoke about just now, capturing calmness in the house, rewarding good decisions out and about. Maybe you're doing some recall practice and you're rewarding every single time your dog checks in with you. That's a lot of food rewards if you're using food. And people get very, very worried about using lots of treats. Now, I personally, I do use treats. Um, I don't tend to use kind of shop-bought treats. I tend to use real meat or fish or cheese or something that my dog really 
likes eggshells sometimes um and i mix in their daily food allowance with those treats so there's a real variety in what they're getting so it does give you more rewards to work with this is also helpful if you have a very small dog because there's a limit to how much you can give them so let's say you have a chihuahua and you also have, I don't know, like an old English sheepdog or something, the difference in what those dogs are going to eat on a day-to-day basis is huge. So it allows you to have more to work with um, to work with your dog. So that's really, really helpful. Um, stops you getting an overweight dog by using loads and loads of treats, right? <laughs> it also allows you to build value in your dog's daily food allowance. So for dogs that are picky eaters and maybe don't really like things or they like things for a little amount of time and then they're moving on to something else, if you're able to do things with that food that makes it more exciting, so rather than just putting it in a bowl and leaving it there for them and they kind of pick at it and then maybe walk away, if it's in something like a puzzle feeder or it's in a game with you or it's being rolled across the floor that makes it more valuable to that dog and that means that they're more likely to want to engage with that food and ultimately find it a better resource for them this can be really helpful because it can be very stressful if you do have a dog that struggles to like food and you're constantly buying this food and that food trying them on all different types and spending quite a lot of money and you end up with all these bags of food that your dog just won't touch so in building value in that food in that way that can be really helpful for that one as well It also helps with, um, so I work with lots of people that say to me, oh, Holly, how do I stop using so many treats? And my response to that is, don't, (laughs) first and foremost. Um, I think a lot of people, it's sort of a bit of a throwback to traditional dog training where, okay, we might use treats to initially teach a behavior, but we want to very quickly move away from using treats. Now, it depends on how you use those treats. And we're going to go into that in a second but actually I wouldn't stop paying your dog for good behavior however you might want to play around with the value of how you pay your dog so whereas initially when you're teaching something you might be using really high value rewards once your dog understands the concept you might be able to switch some of those high value rewards out for something a bit lower value like kibble for example So for those people and for those of you that work with people that are very, very worried about using treats and stopping treats, this can be a way of kind of helping them to kind of segue through that so it's not an abrupt stop of all rewards and then the dog obviously stops doing the behavior because it's not valuable to them anymore. But it can be a nice way of just encouraging people to keep rewarding, but maybe not using some of the really, really good stuff all the time. Okay, so they're just some of the reasons why I really like using your dog's daily food allowance in your training and in your day-to-day activities. Now moving on a little bit to some of the things that I've started to see happen that make it a bit more of a challenge for me. Um, So the most important one, I think, is I don't want my relationship with my dog to be purely transactional. So I don't want my dog to only be working with me or only be listening to me or wanting to spend time with me because they think that if they do x then they're going to get a piece of kibble as a reward or a treat whatever but let's just use kibble in this example I actually want my relationship with my dog to go deeper than that so it's not just about 
if you do this nice lie down, then you'll get a piece of kibble, hurrah, we're done. But it's more that, that, and we've spoken about this on the podcast before, but that value starts to transfer from the food into you. So yes, they still get rewarded with a treat once in a while or a piece of kibble once in a while, but actually the reward is working with you. That's the fun, that's the joy. And this is the part of dog training that a lot of people find very, very difficult. And this is where your delivery of your reward becomes so important. And it's the difference often between a bribe and a reward. So this comes down fundamentally to how you're teaching behaviours. And there's no right or wrong here. So two of the most common ways of teaching behaviours with a dog are luring and shaping. So luring is where you're going to take the piece of food and you're going to bring your dog into position using the food. Now I use luring in training sometimes. Um, I also use shaping and if I do use luring I tend to move quite quickly along the process. So let's give an example. One of the um, training exercises that we do in Canine Connection, my membership, is um, something called Round the World. So you're standing still and your dog circles you Um, in a full complete 360 degree circle and then you reward them at the end it's a cute little trick it's got lots of other uses as well so we really really like that one so initially I might use luring to teach this behavior so I might ask my dog to sit next to me I might pop a bit of food on the end of their nose and draw them forward round my body meet my hands in the middle at the back and then bring them back to my side and food a food reward them so that is luring that behavior I'm bringing the dog around my body using that food reward if I've chosen to use luring to teach that which is probably the easiest way to teach that particular behavior dependent on the dog but probably then quite quickly I want to move that process along so I might once my dog understands it they've done a few repetitions quite successfully I'm going to start to move my food hand further away from the dog so rather than starting right on their nose I might start closer to my leg that's furthest away from them so they've got to come forward on their own so I'll release them go and then as they come forward I'm going to bring them round and gradually I'm just going to move my hand further and further away from them and then I'm taking the food out of my hand completely so my hand becomes the guide becomes the bodily movement that they follow to come around my body and then they get rewarded at the end so we've taken away the lure and it's become a reward so whenever I am using luring as a method of teaching something I want to move quite quickly from the food being a bribe to it being a reward The other method, as I briefly mentioned, is shaping. So this is where the dog is really figuring out what you're looking for on their own. Now, I say on their own, you want to make it as clear to your dog as possible what it is that you're looking for. And the way we shape a behaviour is we have the end goal in mind. So let's say having our dog passing the whole way around our body, like I just described. And we're going to reward them for any small approximation, any small movement towards what it is that we're looking for. So let's say we had our dog sitting beside us and we released them. We said go. And they took one step forward. We'd say, yeah, that's great. We would reward them for that. And then we tried again. And maybe they took one step and they looked at us. So sat back down. 
and we kind of were like okay and then they stood up again we go yeah that's great and so gradually over time the dog starts to try different things they're like okay when I take a step forward that gets rewarded so let me try that again and as the dog gets closer to the behavior that you're looking for in this case the full circle and they've started to move further along around that circle of your body you're going to stop rewarding just for one step because we know they already understand that they need to go further than that and you start rewarding just for things that are closer to the behavior that you're looking for now this is probably a more fun way to teach I would say it might not be as quick for some dogs but for dogs that have done a lot of shaping it is quick because they're like okay let me try this let me try that they're really using their little brains and they're working with you and you're really working as a team here so that's another way to deliver your food so rather than it being a lure where you're bringing your dog forward it becomes a way of rewarding them at the end so that way the relationship is still transactional at that point but it's a little bit more relationship based so it's about your dog working with you to get to that point so just think about how you're using your food are you always trying to bribe your dog are you shaking the tin of food to get them to come in from the garden or have you practiced your recall and then you're going to reward them when you call them rather than shaking that tin to get them to come to you so that's the difference for me um so just going back to my initial point we don't want to make our dogs so obsessed with getting that single piece of kibble that they aren't really using their brain and thinking about what it is that they might need to do or what they might need to learn but they are literally just shall I sit shall I slide till I lie down do I follow the food do I try and snatch it out of your hand because everything has become really transactional about that relationship I think that's quite an important one okay the second thing to think about here is how you portion out your dog's food so let's say you've decided you're going to use your dog's entire food allowance in training and rewarding positive behaviors throughout the day fantastic however so you measure out the feed and you don't give them any kind of meal in the morning and maybe you give them a few bits of kibble for lying down and being quiet it gets to about 10 o'clock Maybe you do a quick training session and then you look in the pot and you realise you've only given your dog, I don't know, say you've got a Labrador, you've only given them 10 pieces of kibble so far that morning and it's already half 11. There's no doubt that that dog is hungry. (laughs) And what happens when you have a hungry dog? Well, they're going to be very very desperate to get food from you so you're going to start to potentially see some frustration behaviors like barking or whining when you try and use that food in training they're not going to be able to use their brain because they're just going to try to do whatever they can to get that food because they're hungry and they're desperate we don't blame them for that very often in uh, puppy training classes I will hear trainers say things like bring a hungry dog to class don't feed them bring them really really starving hungry so they want to work well I understand not giving them a full meal 10 minutes before you come but I also wouldn't want to bring a starving hungry dog to class because just like I said they're not going to be able to focus and learn because they're just so desperate to get the food and you're going to see some of those behaviors that a lot of us don't really want like jumping up and trying to grab and snatch and things like that. So actually, if you are going to use your dog's daily food allowance in their training, think about giving it a nice time. (laughs) So let's say you get up at 6am. I usually get up about 6am. I will either 
do an early morning training session at about seven or something like that, or I use a good proportion, at least half of what I would give them if I fed them in a bowl for a training session in rewards, or that gets scattered in the garden for them to find, or that goes in a puzzle feeder or a Kong or a squirrel buddy or something like that. But they're getting a decent amount at the time when they would normally have a meal. So at least half, and then maybe when I go on a walk, I might take the other half along with some treats and they're going to get that delivered to them for good choices on a walk. And then when we come home, maybe it's gone past lunchtime, I might use a little bit of their dinner allowance and some training. And then again, when it gets to kind of five o'clock, six o'clock, okay, well, actually my dog probably needs a little bit more food now. So how am I going to deliver that to them? So it's just about being really conscious because what you don't want to do is suddenly look at the clock, realize it's half past three and your dog's barely had anything to eat today. A, that's not nice for them. And B, you're going to suffer too because you're going to start to see some of those frustration behaviours and hungry behaviours creeping in where maybe they're putting their paws up on the worktop and trying to steal your lunch. And you're like, why are you doing that? Well, it's because I'm hungry. (laughs) So that's just something to keep in mind as well. And the last thing to think about here is... If you only ever reward good behaviours with your dog's daily food allowance, no matter how much they love it, it will lose its value. If I, I love Maltesers, if I ate Maltesers all day every day, I wouldn't value them as much. I wouldn't be like, oh yeah, give me a Malteser. I'd be like, oh yeah, I like them, but no. Just because your dog gobbles their food down, it doesn't mean that they love it more than anything else in the world. So please do remember to mix things in. Don't just keep it boring because if your dog knows that all you've ever got is kibble in your bag or all you've ever got is their root, their raw food in your squeezy tube, let's say, they then have to make that decision between, mm, do I listen to you knowing that all I'm going to get is a piece of kibble or is there the chance that I might get five bits of kibble or I might get a bit of ham or I might get a bit of kibble and a bit of ham? That's what keeps them guessing. That's what keeps them motivated to a degree. So just think about it in that sense. Even if your dog loves their kibble or even if they love sausage, don't only ever give them sausage. <laughs> okay. So there's a few things about why it's great to use your dog's daily food allowance in their training and some things just to be aware of, I think, to make sure it doesn't go wrong. So what's the best solution? So like I said, for me, I might give a small meal in the form of enrichment or a training session to make sure my dog isn't hungry. I'm going to make sure that I mix it up, really, really keep it interesting. And of course, it's not just about food. You might be using other methods of reward as well. And that's really, really important too. But just make sure if you are using predominantly food, that you are really, really mixing up for them. And the last thing is your timing and your delivery of that food. So just think about how are you communicating with your dog? Are you delivering as a reward or are you using purely bribing techniques? And if you are, how's that working out for you? If it's working out fine for you, then fantastic. (laughs) But if you have a dog that's maybe thinking, hmm, I don't know if I want to do that thing that my mum or dad has asked me to do because I can't see what they've got in their hand and I'm not sure if it's worth my while. Then it might be worth thinking more about how you can start to shape a few more behaviours and how you can start to add in different types of rewards so that it's not a purely transactional relationship and so you get that value transfer and your dog is more interested in working with you with the food reward as a bonus rather than just working desperately (laughs) for that small piece of kibble okay 
If you know anyone that would find this episode helpful, it would be so, so wonderful if you would share it with them um, or leave us a review wherever you listen to your podcasts. And I will speak to you next week. Take care. Just before you go, we've had lots of messages in asking if we are doing anything special for Black Friday. The answer is yes, we are. We are doing a Cyber Weekend event. It's not going to be a huge event like we normally do because we're actually in the midst of planning some really cool stuff for you in the new year. However, we do have something special for pet parents and also something for pet professionals. So if you fall into either of those two groups, check out the show notes where you can find a link to see what we have available for Cyber Weekend and get on the waiting list to be the the first to know when it is available. All right, speak soon. Bye.